Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So to start the pod, important question for today, Jack. Who is having a better postseason? Playoff Harper or playoff Celts showing up nonstop this playoffs in the studio right now, getting one hour of sleep a night, bringing it. Uh, like I said, I have 18 different random notes and bits and things that I want to get into in addition to just the normal stuff. Uh, like, I feel like I'm bringing it. Like, kind of like Harper, Jack. That's where I'm feeling right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, um, you know, for a long time, he was fraudulently named big game James Shields because he really wasn't <laughs> big game James. I think, it, I think it's time to, to rename that. I Thank think it's, you. Time, it's time to rename Thank that. You. Yeah. Like, honestly, and uh, I, I hope this isn't, um, you know, uh, I hope this isn't like uh, hurtful anyway, but I am shocked. Like, uh, you know, like I, I, I'm shocked at the at the amount of commitment to to the podcast. But you're always committed, but you're going above and beyond, which is not something I always expected, given, <laughs> given your, your your new schedule. And uh, you know, given that you know, usually it's me saying, "Hey, we should record." It is, like, it is you. You are the heart and soul of the Hubs Pod, and always have, and always will be. Yeah. So, um, but overall, yes, I, I am very happy for you and proud of you. And I think the listeners appreciate you as well. Now, I thought you were going to lead us into a discussion on how awesome Nick Castellanos is. <laughs> I, like, for as much as I've thought about what Bryce is doing in the postseason, I know. And for as much as like Trey also like batted 500 in the in the NLPS yeah first position. guy with four hits and again in the history of the Phillies, somehow no one has ever had four hits in a playoff game. No big deal. Yeah, and, and Gail put out the uh, the harrowing uh, stat that you know they went 62 years between playoff wins at one point as a franchise. <laughs> now, obviously, the, the the wild card and all that is is a total game changes. Game. Yes, of course, for everything. So, like, it's obviously not the same scenario. It's just 
imagine going 62 years without a, it's, it's so hard to fathom in this in this current generation of of sports but like Nick Castellanos I think has developed into not only like he I feel like he's almost the the heartbeat of the team in a way it's like for I think Schwarber was the guy because I've been thinking a lot about like the makeup of the team right now I think Schwarber is the calm down we're fine guy but the like it's time to win guys are Harper and Cassiano. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like, I feel like those guys, like the, like the team turns to those two. And like the way Cassiano is talking in the post game and, and the way that he's just so deadpanned all the time, it's it's so freaking funny watching Nick Cassiano right now. And he's also unbelievable at the plate. Like it's so much different than that. Like they got, they got prime, 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 prime Cassianos at the single most important time. Just adding like the 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 ceiling of this team. Like last year, Castellanos automatic out. Like a lot of these guys last year just weren't ready for that stage. And this year, they're all just thriving on it. Yeah, and like I I love that you brought up the Harper and Castellanos thing. One of my many things in my many notes that I have is is to talk about that Alex Coffee piece that came out about them playing together on Team USA and teenagers as teenagers and how like they talk to each other about being a Jeter A-Rod and we could pick a better combo guys. I would like like, that. Yes. But like they talked about like they talked about as kids being together and doing what they're doing now. Like it is, it is such a, uh, like it's magical, man. It feels it feels like uh, you know we always do that. You know me, like anyone who listens to this pod. If you're new to the pod, welcome. You know, hopefully some new people tuning in for a big run. Uh, we will do no gatekeeping, right, Jack? We're we're welcoming mm-hmm. everyone. Uh, we that's never right. Never do that. But never, um, ever. If you if you don't know me, I'm very big on uh being a sap when it comes to sports. I love like to do the whole. This is why we love sports, and this is why we love sports, Jack. Like seeing two kids who played on Team USA together when they were in their teens. Talk about someday getting to do this in the majors together, and they're doing it. The dudes—they had seven homers in the freaking NLCS together. These two guys, and 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 to your point, in terms of just like, like a quote, you know, if we say, "Oh, what a great quote that guy is," I legitimately think Nick Castellanos might be the best quote in Philadelphia sports history. Like, no one more consistently either says the right awesome thing or the freaking hilarious thing or whatever. Like, he's like, Jack, honestly, it feels like Nick Castellanos over this second run here and, you know, the season he had, but really the, you know, honestly, it feels like from the moment he was on the top step waving the towel during the Turner ovations. Like, since that moment on, like, Nick Castellanos has become a folk hero in Philadelphia. Yeah, so um, the, while you're talking there about, uh, I'll get to more casting on this in a second. But um, when you're talking there about you know former Team USA teammates and, and eventually wanting to play together, I couldn't help but think about Aiden Miller, of course. Oh, and, I'm shy. There we go. What is? See, we are we are so back. We, this like is we're 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 in rare form right now. So I look for. I hope that Aiden Miller and Walker Jenkins were talking uh, in the last year and a half about how they hope to play one day together, and that Walker Jenkins, once the Twins don't want to pay him. Uh, enjoys coming to Philadelphia and replacing uh, whoever we have out there. Maybe Brandon Marsh. I think that's like the the appropriate time. Uh, timing uh, should work natural, there. Yeah, it seems like a natural segue into the twenty twenty. Uh, it's probably the twenty thirty Phillies. But listen, we're always two steps ahead. So, um, <laughs> but yes, like and, and what Castellanos doesn't get enough credit for is is the role he's played in in turning around Alec Bohm's career here too. 
I mean, he was one of the like obviously Schwarber was there. Um, uh, some of the older players like Kyle Gibson were there when he said, "I believe and hate this place." Whatever. But Nick Castellanos is the only one who was also a, a poor defensive third baseman that uh, came up on a team that had a bunch of high expectations. Those those 2014, 2015 um, Tigers teams that that struggled and for as much as like those guys are out there talking about it, I feel like Castellanos is like a one-on-one guy. And for the amount that I think he helped Alec Bohm, like he has been, he has been, we've talked about this a million times on this podcast, but the Castellanos as the leader, the quiet leader behind the scenes and, and kind of the stoic, like this, this unflappable, like tough guy. That's kind of because this team is, <laughs> this team loves to party. You know, this team loves to have a good time. But always having that guy behind them that is that is grounded and keeping his eye on the prize. Like Bryce is that way, a hundred percent. But Bryce is also Bryce Harper. You know, like there has to be someone else that also is is as locked in. And 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 that's been Castellanos. Like that's totally been Castellanos from the standpoint of like there's guys in the team. Like don't get ahead of yourself. We're here to win. There's there's only one goal this year, and that's honestly. You talk about the makeup of the team, and we've talked about other teams like the the Mets, the Padres, who've also essentially been bought. They're not able to sustain winning because they don't have a good culture and they don't have a good clubhouse. Well, the Phillies bought their players. That's true. But they also found the right guys. And that's been the biggest difference between this Phillies team and those other teams that have been trying to be bought. And, and Castellanos is a very, very important part of it. Totally. Uh, it's a Jeff Hoffman quote. That Jeff Hoffman quote that came out this week um, was basically, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was basically like, the key to this team is the superstars are, are, are one of us. Like, we're all together. It doesn't feel like the superstars are superstars. It feels like they're just, just like us. And they go out and they play hard and they party with us the same and no one's above anyone. And, and you've heard that mentality from a lot of people. Johan Rojas said that in his quote after the game, too. Like, it feels like, you know, in a lot of teams, and I think the Padres, a perfect example, if you read some of those pieces that have come out about that that clubhouse and, you know, all the stuff going on, that it seems like, you know, Manny Machado wants to be treated like a superstar. Manny Machado wants to everyone to know that he's the, the boss of the, the clubhouse and all that type of stuff. And it clearly led to a disastrous culture and a, and a super disappointing team. And it seems like it's the, the complete opposite here. And, and it seems, to your point, Jack, that that is such a key to why the culture is so great here is that these guys at the top are the ones for the culture setters and what's what we've always talked about wanting and what we always talked about and believing and then for Cassie, to your point you're talking about nick it's not just that nick says the right thing and and, and look with the bone thing i remember when that happened it being like castianos who was like fully credited i remember them being like nick castianos said to him own it like i remember that so you know not just from that side though and obviously the saying the right things that, you know, we thrive when we get punched in the face, we're going to use this motivation. You know, that stuff was perfect. Well, I said these are the, the game two was the perfect way to lose because I saw them celebrate. Exactly. And and, and look, that was another one when when they beat the Braves, that picture of Castellanos standing on the top step, looking at the congratulations NLE's champs thing, or, you know I mean? That was like that, that filter out. It's like, oh yeah, look at that. That dude did take that as motivation. But here's the thing, Jack, that makes it. By the way, we can agree. We can agree that that was uh, strategically done. Clearly, right? uh, but props to to the organization, to Middleton, to Dabrowski. You ever thought of that? Like, oh. clearly, we were wrong in the moment. We were like, why would you congratulate the Braves? 
because you were playing 4D chess. Great job. Thank you yeah, for being checkers. awesome. They're chess, not chess. But, but here's the thing about Castellanos that makes it so impressive, Jack, is it's it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to stand up and be like, we got to fight back or we got we can't let this you know beat us or whatever. It's another thing to be the dude who on back-to-back nights when you're down one nothing and that building starts to get it all tense is the guy who hits the home run and settles it down. Like There's one thing to speak that way. Then when you can speak that way and be that vocal leader and then go back it the hell up on the field, like that's when it gets to, to that next level. You know what I'm talking about, Jack? Yeah, and I, I do wonder... I wonder if Rod Thompson's going to have the urge to put him back at four. Uh, dude, so I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, he's he's the best hitter on the team right now. Like, you know, it's like, do you move him up? But I feel like he's been so comfortable now. I, like, I would leave him where he is. Me too. Because he does add, he adds really nice, obviously, I mean, when you hit back-to-back <laughs> games with two home runs, you add a nice thump to the bottom of the lineup. Um, but having that down there, I think, is is also important. And, you know, Bohm had a bad series. Yeah, he hasn't had, like, a great playoffs. He was pretty good in the Marlins series, but... Overall, like I just I never get too out on Bone because I think he's such a natural hitter that he'll be right back where we need him to be at uh, going forward. And it, like Schwarber, same kind of thing. Like Schwarber is such a again, he didn't do anything last year until the NLCS. So, um, yeah, but but the, I do wonder if he's going to put him at, at 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 four again. But I'm with you. Like, I'd rather just leave him where he's obviously picking up the team and and adding that little bit of extra thump down there to where pitchers just can't relax. Yeah, I. I... And again, like, why mess with a good thing? You know, it's working. And and with Castellanos, like, for whatever it's worth, and, and it's small sample sizes for the most part and all that, but if you look at, you know, his numbers hitting in different spots of the lineup this year, like, his numbers in the 6, 7, and 8 hole are, like, drastically better than the 4, 5 hole. Like, I don't know why. Like, it is what it is, but, like, there's something about him lowering the lineup this year. Maybe it's maybe it's motivation. Who the hell knows? Maybe when he looks at the lineup card and he sees himself in the 6 slot or the 7 slot, he gets a little extra juice. I don't know what it is, but there's been something about this guy in those spots. And, and to your point, I think it really sets the lineup up nicely because you have the pop at the top, and then you get those guys like Boehm and Stott or, or JT or whatever it is who have some pop but can also get on base and can get some hits for you. And then you, and then you get back to the potential for Castellanos to, to you know, bring some pop back at the other spot a little bit lower in line. I'm 100% with you, dude. I, I would definitely keep him where he is. Like, don't mess with a good thing, man. By the way, uh, along the lines of Casty, and um, I was watching highlights of Game 4 because... Uh, the, first of all, you need to when you're at the games, you know, for our for our job and all that, like to go back and watch the games just because there are strike calls you can't see as well and all that type of stuff. But like, there is nothing cooler than than watching this crowd on TV. Like being there is the coolest thing I've ever experienced. It's it's surreal to see it on TV because it's, it's it's so impressive. It's it's like when I'm there, it feels like the the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. When I'm on TV, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen on TV. So so that's freaking awesome. But the casty like curtain uh, triple curtain call. After the second homer, gets the curtain call in the dugout, gets another one after the boom hit, then coming out to right field with the arms in the air. Jack, that was just, um, that was a, a, a really awesome one. A really awesome one. Well, I just, I, I couldn't get over that. I mean, he absolutely, like, 100 miles an hour just turned around. And, like, that was a combination of, the like, the highest ball I think I've seen off a right-handed bat and, like, one of the furthest. I mean, the ball was just when he when he connects and he like is is like is fully on time and everything. It is one of the prettiest right hand swings in all of baseball. I mean, it is just it is a beautiful swing. And what I appreciated 
is that Sean Murphy had the exact same reaction to the Castellanos home run as he had to the Reese Bat Spike home run. Like he had the same like <laughs> like hands in the air, yep. damn it, kind of uh, yep. kind of reaction to both. So wait, was Sean Murphy on the Braves last year? Uh, Sean Murphy was not on the Braves. Last okay, year. well the catcher had the same reaction in back. Would have been year, Darno so. probably. And I was like, wow, that's like it's it's so uh, it, it's such poet, uh, you know, uh, poetic right there. But yeah, he's just I, I do the same thing. So I, I go back and, and look at the highlights and it just sounds so loud on TV. Unlike anything like, I've ever heard, Jack, I, we can say it when we're there. You can, like I have never I, I always been, when we do the thing, I'm like, oh, I've been to hundreds and hundreds of baseball games. I've never felt anything like that. We've watched thousands upon thousands of baseball games on TV over our lives. Like who knows how many I've never seen anything like that. 